All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Geeks with Grace, our Sunday evening podcast. Um, tonight's going to be a little bit different. Um, it might be a little bit shorter than the usual ones, but we're going to talk tonight and give us some encouragement to one another, Some, just some encouragement because you know what? School is right around the corner. And I know a lot of people are getting ready for school, getting the kids back in the routine of going to bed early and, and getting up early and um, kind of getting them in that routine. I know our family's doing that. We're starting to get the kids back in the routine of of getting things ready for school. In fact, this week they go for their scheduling and open house for the school, and which is kind of cool because I'll have a freshman in high school this year. So we definitely want to pray um, for all the kids going back to school. We want to pray for the teachers also that they can be instruments, uh, not just building our, our kids up or our students up um, fundamentally and educationally, but we want to you know, let them be instruments to build them up spiritually by their actions and and their love for one another and love for Christ. So, um, But I know during the summertime, uh, we tend to fall short of attending church or Bible study regularly, um, which is, you know, I understand that. You know, it, it's pretty outside. All of us do a lot of things outside, and we want to take advantage uh, of the daylight. And, you know, we like to go to the lake or go on vacations and camping and stuff like that. And and there are times where we do miss uh, Sunday morning worship together and, and Sunday morning junior church and teen Bible study. Uh, so this week um, or tonight, I want to just give you all some advice or some encouragement and maybe um, a little Bible study that you, you can do at home. Um, you'll definitely need a pen and paper if you're listening to me right now or when you, re- you know, when you get a chance to to turn this on and, and click on the link or, or you know, whenever you're at work or whatever this week. But, you know, I'm going to give you five days of Bible study that you can actually do at home with, with your family. And if you don't have a family, you know, you can do it with, with your coworkers. You can do it with people, you know, that lives on your street. It doesn't matter who they are, uh, but we definitely want to get the right attitude um, for school starting back up because I know – if you have teenagers in the house, attitudes flow like the ocean. I mean, if you've ever lived with a teenager or you were a teenager yourself, you know an attitude can be good one minute and an attitude can be bad minute. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you're a boy, if you're a girl, attitudes woo fly off the handle sometimes. And I can sit here and we can talk back and forth about teenagers and attitudes and little kids with attitudes. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of sad because, you know, when you're on social media and, you know, little kids have attitudes and they make videos about it, they want to be sassy and they think it's cute and funny. And, you know, maybe it is funny for a while, but as that sassiness, as I call it, the sassiness gets older, it gets kind of annoying. It gets kind of disrespectful. It gets kind of like, dude, do that. You need to chill. So tonight we're going to talk about our attitude this week. And, you know, parents, guess what? Attitude reflects leadership. So if you have a bad attitude, mom and dad, guess what? Your kids are going to have a bad attitude. And I'm not talking bad attitude just with each other. I'm talking about a bad attitude with people we meet, you know, at the Walmart. Yeah, I called it the Walmart. At the Walmart, you know, at the grocery store, at the Kroger, you know. When things don't go your way, when you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off or they're, you know, 
doing something on her on her phone at a red light. It turns green. You're in, you're ready to get out of there, so you lay on the horn. You know, attitude reflects leadership. But the right attitudes help us to please God and do what's worked faithfully. I mean, I hope that's your goal in life is to please God and to do what's worked faithfully. Um, for a long time, you know, I thought my goal was to, you know, work and take care of my family, which is very, very important. But my attitude should be to please God. I should put God first in everything I do. And then it'll make me a better father, you know, because I, I, I definitely have room for improvement. I know people see my life and think, man, Lonnie, you know, you got it together. Your life, you know, your wife is funny. You know, your kids are, you know, they behave pretty good. You do a ministry. You do a ministry at church. You know, you work. Uh, but yet, you know, my life isn't together. Um, so today we're going to talk about right attitudes to help please God and do his work faithfully. But before we get deep into that, I just want to give a shout out uh, to um, A Action Pest Control right here in Cynthiana. Um, the best for last, the best for less, as we say. Um, so if you have a problem with insects, spiders, bed bugs, roaches, whatever it is, uh, call the fellows down there at um, A Action Pest Control. Talk to Christy and say, hey, hook me up with um, get rid of these critters. Even though um, some people might like bugs, there's a lot of people who don't like bugs. And you definitely don't want those spiders walking around your kitchen. Um, so definitely, if you want to um, get rid of those bugs, um, A Action Pest Control, you get the best for less. And tell them Lonnie sent you. All right, here we go. Right attitudes help us please God and do what's worked faithfully. Solomon said long ago, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Now, you can find that in Proverbs 4.23. Nowhere is this advice more important than the area of our attitudes. The heart that Solomon spoke of involves more than attitudes. Of course, but no one can deny that our attitudes are a significant part of the heart that requires keeping. When people see your attitude, 99.9% of the time, they're seeing your heart. Write that down. When people see your attitude, they're seeing your heart. Now, even those with the best of intentions sometimes find their attitude beginning to slip out of line. We've all been there. We've all lost our temper. We all lost you know, our focus. So people with the best intentions, sometimes our attitudes begin to slip out of line. We need to monitor our attitudes closely and at the first sign of any kind of problems, bring them back to where God wants them to be. If we don't do that, our lives will turn out to be the kind of lives we never wanted to have. So just as wrong attitudes hinder us from being what we ought to be, the right attitudes help us to please God and do his work faithfully. Like the woodcutter who makes his work easier by taking the time to sharpen his axe, we do ourselves a big favor in the Lord's work by adjusting our attitudes in a good direction. There is no greater advantage we can give ourselves in the work of the local congregation or our families than to make sure our attitudes are correct. Not only does the work get done more effectively, but we enjoy it more and we have the right mental attitude. This is an advantage of all of us can have to give other people. I mean, can you imagine going to work tomorrow morning and everybody having a attitude, a good attitude? Um, who remembers Snow White and the Seven Drawers? 
Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay, you remember you had the Seven Dwarves. I don't think I can remember. Let's see, there was Dopey, Doc, Sneezy, Sleepy, Angry, Happy. I think it was Sad. Was he Saddy? Saddy? What, what is that who he was? Saddy? I can't remember. I wasn't a really big Snow White fan, but I do remember. Whenever those little guys got their little pickaxes and their shovels and they went to the mine, what did they do? I can't whistle. They whistle while they work. They had they had positive attitudes. And how great would it be if you showed up to work, whether it's a factory, a school, a church, or a, you stay at home and you take care of the family. And your kids, then you wake up tomorrow morning and you're whistling. Whistle while you work. Now, that would be great. But here's the thing. The problem most of us have is assuming that our attitudes are acceptable. When in reality, they have become more detrimental to the work. You know people like that. Oh, well, you know, that's just how they are. You just got to accept them. Nah, you can't do that. You can't accept people's bad attitudes because that's just how they are. You know, it doesn't matter if you're born that way. It doesn't matter if, you know, well, they're just that way because they're old and cranky and they're like 125 years old. But no, no, it doesn't matter. Attitudes reflect leadership. And where grandma has an attitude or grandpa, it doesn't matter. We all have to have good attitudes. So anyway, attitudes have a way of changing without our noticing. Ah, oh, did you hear that? Attitudes have a way of changing without our noticing. That's why periodic self-examination is good. You know, check yourself, as they say. I think those young people, they still say that. Yo, check yourself. Um, maybe it was like the early 90s, late 90s. Um, didn't uh, Tupac say that? Or maybe Biggie Smalls or, or one of those rappers from the early days. Say, yo, check yourself. Because doing the Lord's work effectively requires many mid-course corrections. And we know God will change the course of our life in a heartbeat. You know, whatever God's will is for that day, he's going to change it. He's going to put you in the place that he needs you the most. You may want to go to Walmart tonight and get some dill pickles. You know what? God may have a bigger plan for you. So this week, let's think about the importance of our attitudes and determine to be more careful about our own attitudes. Most local churches are blessed with members who have numerous talents and abilities. So are families. A lot of families have, you know, added, uh, abilities to do things that are needed in the work that God has given us. You know, we, we are lucky here at Robinson Christian Church because we, we have a lot of people who have talents in certain things. As you know, I cannot build or mechanicalize, if that's even a word, or do anything with tools. I got some cool tools now. But I, I can't do nothing with them. Luckily, there are people in our church who knows how to use tools and, and can fix things and repair things. And whenever we have a youth event, they can uh, they can fix things that the youth breaks or the youth minister um, destroys. Now, those abilities can't be productive if the matter or the attitude is not given some priority. Now, what good is somebody who can swing a hammer if they have a lousy attitude? What good is it? If, you know, you can saw a piece of wood, but you're grumbling about it. Yeah, I might ask you to come to church and help me build something. But if you're going to be grumbling and moaning and groaning and blah, 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 about the whole time, I just assume, you know, I do it myself. 
You know, what's the saying? Uh, measure once, cut twice. I <laughs> know, I know what it is. You measure twice, cut once. See, that's why I need help with tools. But anyway, getting back to our seriousness here, our attitudes are very important. While there are a number of things in life that we can do nothing about, attitude is something we can always improve. Now, we can't improve other people's attitudes, but we can improve our attitude. Let's determine that our work will be helped and not hindered by the way we choose to think. This week, let's make this a week of significant attitude improvement. Let's challenge each other right now today. You know, just go ahead and say it right now. Lonnie. I'm going to challenge myself to have a better attitude. And you know what? If you're listening to this and you want to comment, you can email me at LonnieCLove at gmail.com and let me know, hey, I'm changing my attitude for the better. You know, I'm changing my attitude to do something better. And let's be thankful for the work we can do together. Go in tomorrow morning, you know, when you're going to work or you're waking your kids up and their attitude, you know, mom, dad, start whistling. Whistle while you work. Now check this out. Get a pencil and piece of paper ready or a pen. Or if you're taking notes on your iPad, iPod, phone, whatever, um, write these down. These are going to be your five-day Bible study, okay? Monday, I want you guys as a family or co-workers or whoever you hang out with to look at Colossians chapter 1, 9 through 12, okay? The key idea there is God wants us to think as we should so we could be fruitful in good works. Basically, God wants you to have a good attitude so you can do better works. Now, the question that you have to ask each other is, what kind of blessing did Paul pray for his brethren in, in, while he was in um, during that chapter verse? What was he asking? No, what would a walk worthy of the Lord be? Think about that for a minute. What what kind of walk do you have with the Lord? You know, I heard I heard an illustration one time um, that a bunch of people were marching at a big rally. I don't know if it was a peace rally or they were soldiers or something, but they were marching in the rally. And this one couple, they couldn't keep up. They were kind of older. They couldn't keep up because instead of walking with them, they were trying to walk ahead of them. But when they learn to walk with them, they decide, you know what? Our walk is a lot better. So what is your walk with the Lord's like? If I came to you tomorrow right now at your work, you know, what would your what would your 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 coworker say about you? Would they say, wow, I can see his walk with a Christian? What attitude is needed if we need to bear fruit in every good work? You know, what kind of attitude is needed if you need to bear fruit in all your work? Okay, that's Monday. Tuesday, I want you guys to look at Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. And what we need to know here is this. We need to love God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind. And geeks, that could be pretty hard. Think about that. Now, I know you love God with all your heart, but with all your mind, I mean, we need to, our minds are attitude. So we definitely have to show a good attitude if we're telling people we love Jesus. Um, I heard another illustration one time. It said this. If you were ever convicted of being a Christian, or if you ever accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? 
Think about that for a minute. If your friends and family accused you of being a Christian, is there enough evidence in your life to convict you? Now, our question for our family devotion time, our coworker devotion time is this. What questions did the Pharisees ask Jesus in that chapter, in them verses? Why did they ask it? What was Jesus' answer? In practical terms, what does it mean to love God? What are some ways that we can increase our love for God? I mean, how do you love God? What is it in your life that you love God? How do people know you love God? Are you friendly at work? Are you giving to the needy? Um, are you helping the poor? What are you doing in your life that shows that you love God? Oh, getting down to Wednesday. Wednesday, hump day. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What day is it? You remember that commercial, that Geico commercial? Me, I, I like the caveman commercial my best. They they were the best. But anyway, we're already on Wednesday, day three. And I'm hoping you're you're, you're writing these down because these, these are good Bible studies to do with your families, your coworkers, to do by yourself. Wednesday, I want you guys as a family to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. You got that? Wednesday, take time out with your family. Turn off the phones. Turn off the TV. Turn off the Wi-Fi. Pick up your Bible. And together as a family, as co-workers, read Romans chapter 12, 1 through 8. And your key idea here is this. We need to be humble about ourselves and do our work faithfully. Wow. Talk about a big chunk of humble pie. You know, you're not doing it by yourself. You know, God is in your corner. We have to give the credit to God. We have to give all praises to God because, you know, that's being humble. Let your kids see that. If, if you're doing good at work, if you're doing good, you know, in school, you know, give the credit to God because God has given you the abilities to do those. So anyway, I had a little silent there for me. I, had a train, I lost my train of thought, a little quietness then. But anyway, your, your question for your family is, since we are not the only members of the body of Christ, how should we thank ourselves? How should we think of ourselves in relation to other members? Ah, see, I've been in churches a lot. And there's a lot of churches, you know, people get mad. You've been there. They get mad because they get jealous. You know, you've been there, you know, Miss So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so sitting back there in the pew, arms crossed, frowning. I'm jealous because I should be up there singing. Well, if you don't have the gift to sing, then you shouldn't be up there singing. I'm not singing. I'm not saying do not shout holy praises to God. Lift up a joyful noise. But, you know, if, if you're not good at something, admit it. And don't be jealous of somebody else who's good. I know I cannot play sports good. I tried today. Me and one of our students played one-on-one -on -one basketball. And, you know, I talk smack. You know, I, I'm Air Lonnie. I was Air Lonnie in the 80s. I wasn't very good, but that was a cool nickname. And I talk smack, and this, this, this guy, he whipped me. I mean, he shot three-pointers at church. He shot, he did layups. You know, he, he fouled me, and it kind of hurt, you know. But anyway, the thing is, you know, I, I gave him this due. Good job, buddy. All right, you won. Here, you know, go get you your snack. It's okay if you're not good at something. Just don't, don't let your jealousy or bitterness hinder somebody else. All right, Thursday, you need to look at Philippians 2, chapter 1 through 4. 
And he says, we need to put our interest of our brother to have our own interest. Uh-oh. What's Paul saying there in Philippians? We need to put our put the interest of other people ahead of our own interest. Wow. Woo. Talk about wake-up call. You mean, Paul, you great big apostle, you, you're telling me I got to think of other people before me? Yes. You have to think of other people before you. I mean, imagine if your kids see that, if your coworkers see you putting them before somebody, before yourselves. Man, what kind of world will we live in? Can you imagine what kind of families will we have? What kind of schools will we live in or attend if we put others before ourselves? What attitudes toward other fellow people does Paul mention here? What are the importance in local congregations, local families, 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 families? And what does it mean to look the interests of others? You know, can we do that this week, guys? Can we encourage one another, but also put somebody else before us? I mean, you know what? They may never even notice it. They may not even acknowledge it. But you acknowledged it in your heart, and your Heavenly Father acknowledged it also. So work on that, all right? Work on that. Put others before you. And finally, Friday! Finally, Friday! Woo, we're Friday! I know it's only Sunday evening, but we're talking about Friday's devotion. Friday's devotion is very pretty simple. I want you guys to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 1 through 8. We need to do our work for the Lord generously and cheerfully. Oh, boy. <laughs> cheerfully. You mean to tell me I need to be cheerful when I go to work in the morning? Yes, ma'am. You need to be cheerful. Well, I don't like Monday mornings, Lonnie. Well, good, because this ain't Monday morning's devotion. This is Friday morning's devotion. <laughs> so basically, if you read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 1 through 8, what was that particular thing Paul wanted the Corinthians to be generous and cheerful about? If you know the answer to this, you know, drop me a line here at uh, Geeks with Grace. You can call me at uh, 588-2430. You can text me at 859-588-2430. Say, Lonnie, guess what? I done went ahead to Friday's devotion. I know what Paul wants the Corinthians to do. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because if you text me or you call me, I'll give you a free prize. It could be a tote bag. It could be stickers. It could be a gift certificate. But what was that one particular thing Paul wanted the Corinthians to be generous and cheerful about? And how does that same principle apply to all of our works in the Lord? Okay, that, so basically, I have given you five days of, basically, I've given you five days of devotions that you can do with your family. And how cool is that going to be when you can run to your family and say, guys, guess what? Turn off the TV, turn off the internet. We are going to sit down and do a family devotion. So I know I gave you a lot of, I gave a lot of stuff in one little podcast because I'm serious, guys. I want, I want you to spend time with your families. I want us to get back in the routine of school, back in the routine of being a family, sharing the word of God with our families. And, you know, if you don't have any idea what to talk about, I gave you five lessons right here five days of lessons to do you know god wants you to come back he's wanting you to come back and say hey guess what come running back to him people come running back to god with your family 
Come running back to God with your coworkers. We can do this. You know that? We are geeks, and geeks can do anything. All right? This is Lonnie saying you guys have a great night.